everybody, and welcome to this 31. And if you're wondering where the SmackDown chitter chatter is, that is on the show from Tuesday, episode 57. The post Clash of Champions episodes. So if you want to hear that stuff, go there. So today is Raw, NXT, and Wills and Judds. And let's get right into it um, with uh, any of the random the rumor. Uh, we'll save the Alexa Bliss thing too towards Raw, so we can just so right. great good transition. Uh, Tegan Knox, I mean the the poor girl uh, has uh, torn her ACL once again. Uh, she has already uh-huh. undergone, according to Triple H, she has already undergone her surgery, and what I heard it was been a success. So uh, another another comeback road to recovery. Are you just gonna give her a new knee or what? So she. Tore, I don't, I don't know which one she tore this time. The first time she tore one of them, she got better, which I think caused her to miss the first May Young Classic. No, 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 no. You got the little note right. It's I. It's she's like Derrick Rose. It's double ACL. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll get to the Derrick Rose comment in a second. Um. So you have she tore ACL and was unable to go do the first May Young. She ends up getting back and she ends up being able to be in the second May Young and in that match ends up completely destroying her other knee. So the knee that wasn't surgically repaired ended up again a lot worse than the other one did. So that one was like major, like tore everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I don't know which knee she did. Um, was another uh, ACL, so poor things like Derrick Rose. And what do I mean by that? Is I mean that a couple of things it keeps getting hurt, but also the potential. Um, I don't know how much potential she will be able to have now with so many injuries. But it was like Derrick Rose was like a really good player, probably one of the best, and I would say that Chicago could have won at least one championship with him healthy. Would have won at least uh... one championship. Um, but he kept, but that first, you know, the year after his MVP, did he get hurt on his MVP season or the year after? No, he got hurt. Uh, because I it was in the playoff. Um, I think the Philly injury was a year later. The playoff injury was later on. Uh, this one of the saddest days in Chicago history. Chicago sports history, that is. Uh, the 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 memes of uh, you know poor Cub Simba trying to wake Derek Rose up. I know you don't understand the reference because you've never seen The Lion King, which I still give you flack about. 
Yeah, because, let's see, he won the MVP in 10, I believe, right? Well, it was 11. The uh, 2010-11 MVP. Yeah, they lost. They got uh, one forward by Cleveland in that series in 10. That was... Um, but that was uh, Braun was still there, I think. Oh wait, what? No, it was nine ten. Oh, sorry. So here we go. Oh, right. Okay. So twenty eleven playoffs would have been his MVP year. Yes, this was the year they lost four one. Um, his MVP year was the year they lost four one to the LeBron Super Team in the conference finals. And then the next year in twenty twelve was the um. Torn ACL against Philly. And then he missed all of 2013. He got hurt again in 14 and missed the playoffs. And then played in the playoffs in 15. When they lost to Braun again. And then I think he was gone after 16. Because he was mm-hmm. gone shortly after Thibodeau was. But yeah. So, I mean, look. You could probably still call him a successful career. Maybe not for number one pick, but the potential there is so disappointing because for those of you who don't understand basketball, those Derrick Rose Bull teams were set up to be the anti in the East to LeBron because in a LeBron-dominated era, like here was a team that could beat that. Like there were probably one dude or maybe just another crack maybe. 2012, they come back. If they came back at full strength, they could have beat the Heat. You still had one of the best defenders in the league in Joakim Noah in the Wall Dang, a good defensive pairing. The Wall could score. Like, who knows? Maybe they could have. But with Tegan Knox, you know, in I mean, we're not talking about who she could beat, obviously, but you know, you, you see that potential. With, her. Yeah, and she might have to change her styles as well. Right, and that's another thing I was going to bring up. You tear your knee up that much, you're going to have to change the way you do some stuff. So she may have to change the way she does some things, much like like for those of you who don't know, when Derrick Rose was young, when he won his MVP, he was get to the basket, and dunk the ball. That's basically all he did. He was insanely explosive. Absolutely ridiculous. After all the knee injuries, when he finally got it together in Minnesota, now in Detroit, he's shooting a lot more. He learned to shoot a three-pointer that he never had before. And he averaged 18 points a game this year in Detroit. So he had to change his style. But he wound up doing okay for himself, and now he's putting together a career again. After so many years of just being the injury-riddled what could have been. So I am hoping that Tegan can put together a career. And looking at this, uh, Derek Rose only tore his ACL once, and the rest of the bunch of times tore his meniscus. Was it meniscus? Uh huh. He tore his ACL thought, in the playoffs, I which took him out for a year. Right. I thought it was two ACLs. 
I thought it was too, but based on everything I've seen, it was mostly meniscus. I think he may have aggravated his ACL injury, and that's why he was gone for a whole year. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But still, um, hopefully she can get back to form, and I don't know, maybe talk to Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is another one of those that has had a lot of knee surgeries. And has changed this, not changed much, but he's done different things. I think I heard on a uh, podcast the other day that he actually doesn't do the hurricanrana as much anymore. That's just say he got he got rid of the hurricanrana. Got rid of that West Coast pot. He got rid of bashing his knees. But no, I mean if you. I give you a look at Ray. Guy who's been hurt awful lot. But he's still done good. Yeah, he's had surgery on his on his left knee at least five times. At least that's what it says in the don't try this at home. Yeah. Uh. Alright, well, moving on. We'll, we'll talk more about the Mysterios when we get to Raw, by the way. Uh, Dr. Uh, what? Go ahead. Dr. Britt Baker has made her return. Technically, she made her return at All Out, but it was kind of a cinematic match. But now it looks like she's officially back from her uh, face-slash-knee injury. I know she actually had surgery on her face. I don't remember what it was for. But, uh... See, uh... But uh, everything seems to be fine, and she's back. Maybe, I mean, I know we don't talk much about AEW because of timing and everything. But uh, I, I would choose her to potentially take the chi- the title from Cheetah. Well, I mean, she should be champion. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the people in that division, she ought to be a champion. Because you can actually do something with her. I mean, she's also uh, still relatively young. Uh, I'm not sure how long she's been in the business. It hasn't been overly long. Let us take a look over here. She debuted in 2015, so... Uh, with that being said, yeah, we don't have a lot of random and rumors. So this will go... I have another one. Oh, you well, do? No. I, I, I found another one that's quite amusing. Um, on 83 Weeks, uh, Eric Bischoff talked about the retribution angle. <laughs> Saying this. By the, this is Bischoff on his podcast. Quote, By the way, what the f*** is a T-bar? I feel for you. You're new in the business. You're greener than goose shite. You've really not accomplished anything yet, and I believe you will. I'm not blaming you for the retribution angle. I'm not blaming the riding team, but this is a farked up story. Could you possibly screw up an invasion line anymore in such a short period of time? You can't blame the talent. They're doing the best they can. This is an opportunity for you, T-Bar, T-Bone, or whoever you are. I get it. It's not your fault. I'm not criticizing you, but come on. 
I support WWE. I have so much respect for people there, but you've got to call it what it is. It's the shites or it's not. Now, was this before or after uh, T-Bar or T-Bone or whatever his name is uh, called him out on Twitter? Um, I think after. All right. So he must have said something. So he because... must have said something before to result in the in the in the uh, rebuttal, and then right. this must have been his rebuttal to that. All right, because um, the thank you, just like Bishop said, the storyline sucks, and T Bar said thank you, Eric Bishop, you're a huge inspiration for us. We too, we too aspire to one. Oh my god, I did not read this the first time through. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. You were a huge inspiration for Retribution. We too aspire to one day destroy a billion dollar wrestling company and bury it under fiery wreckage. <laughs> I, did not re- I did not read that the first time. <laughs> Say what you feel about how Retribution awesome. made an impact on the actual show, but their Twitter game is on point. Oh my god, that's awesome. I didn't read that correctly at first. I was like, what the hell does he mean? And then I read it together and I realized what he's talking about. Oh my god, that's awesome. But, I mean, look, it is, you know, I, I agree with Bischoff here. I mean, there's like, only been one week since they've actually been review, uh, revealed, and they hadn't, they weren't able to do anything this week because of the virus. Could you possibly screw up an invasion line anymore in such a short period of time? I don't know. We'll see. Thank you, Eric. I very much agree with you. I don't know how you could. Also, I love, I love the line. By the way, what the f is a T bar? <laughs> is that something on a bike? I don't know. That's see, that's something else. It sounds could... familiar. That's I'm something else. To, I'm, I'm going to risk googling it and hope that <laughs> nothing bad happens. You gonna Google T bar and see what happens? So, what is a T bar used for? Uh, T-shaped bars with a flat metal plate at the bottom that are driven into earth. Normally use chain link fence poles. So I guess it's something to for fencing. Fencing like a fence or fencing like the like a fence. Um, French thing? F- fencing like fence. Oh, okay. Like fence in the ground. Yeah, they also talk about that for like uh, skis and stuff also. Not like the Alouz, Perry, Furry, whatever whatever the hell the starting words are for fencing in the Olympics. Hello? Were you asking me a question? I thought you were saying something. Oh, I was asking if it wasn't um, like the, the Alouz or the fencing thing from the Olympics. Nope. My joke was so bad it scared you away. No, I was um, reading something. Oh. And really, I was also I trying could. to think of the words that they say. I used to know. 
You're just somebody that I used to know. Hey, speaking Ale. of something Ale, I used is... to know. Ale. Um, speaking of something that I used to know, Monday Night Raw. I didn't know this week. Um, because, like I said, I had Monday on Monday Night Football, and I was too busy watching that. But I did it, the clips I was interested in. Take a look at the YouTubes. And um, could they have done anything more predictable or actually crappy with the Aaliyah and Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio thing? Like, I knew they were going to do the Aaliyah Mysterio's going to get the Iggy from Murphy. Like, I knew they were going to do that. I figured it would wind up more like the Dolph Ziggler and one of the hundred women he's kissed on WWE TV. Um, like when he was on NXT, where they're going to find him in a closet or in a, or for some reason in like a sound case that's standing up. Because, you know, those are just everywhere. Um, yeah, because that would go over well. Right. Um, but I, so anyway, I figured that's what would happen there. And instead, it did not happen. Now it's horrible, lewd text messages. Those between... weren't those weren't horrible or lewd, by the way. Hang on, I'm getting there. It's well, before we get to that, we should talk about messages. the Alexa Bliss part of this. Part of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. We can do that after. But this is part of the random room. Whereas the other one's part of Monday Night Raw. I know, but we're already in the Monday Night Raw. You wanted to save this for the Raw part. I wanted to save this to go into Raw. Well, don't worry. I got this. Okay. Hi. Um. Anyway. Horribly lewd text messages between Aaliyah and Murphy. Are you doing air quotes when you said horribly lewd? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, where the hell are they? Oh, uh, here's the DMs. Hey, I just wanted to apologize. Thank, uh, Murphy, this is the worst Photoshop of Instagram DMs I've ever seen. Murphy, hey, I wanted to apologize, dot, dot, dot. Thank you. I hope you're doing okay, dot, dot, dot. I'm fine, it's just been a lot. I get it, but if you want to talk about it, I'm here. I might take you up on that offer. Happy birthday. Yeah, if anything, Elliot was uh, the one that probably took it somewhere, but... So, what? And then, they after they show that, they cut back to a pissed-off Dominic. Jerry Lawler looks terrified. Ray is upset. Ali is embarrassed. Even the mother is upset because she told another human being happy birthday. And I like Seth going, there's even a happy birthday in there. Like, Seth even knows how much of a really crappy stretch this is. I mean, to be fair, that I might just take you up on that offer is a little bit, but very big of a stretch. To talk? But yes, no, this is very clearly poo. This was the... What the muscles weird, but 
I mean, if you're gonna do that, at least go the whole way with it. Jesus. Well, this is also a start, you know, a slow build. Ooh, incriminate texts. Like saying hello. Dun, dun, dun. And then Rollins thinks Murphy's still a disciple, apparently. Murphy's going to beat the Pooh Bear out of Rollins, and then Dominic Mysterio comes and does it for him. So no, he beats Buddy Murphy up. Right, that's what I mean. Oh, sorry. I Well, that's what I meant. I meant he beat up Murphy. And then uh, J&J Security showed up. And, uh, one half of J&J Security, anyway. And a couple of referees showed up and did a pull apart. Hey, who's the red-haired dude? I think that's the guy that Nia Jax beat up. Is it? Because I've been seeing him in a lot of the pull-aparts. And I've been wondering I think he's like is. the Raw's Adam Pierce or whatever his name is. Oh, okay. That is, I know that's not Adam Pierce, but like the equivalent. Gotcha. Oh. Um, so then, anyway, Alexa Bliss went on to Twitters. Yeah, and I happen to have all her tweets... Up right oh, now. Okay. Um, first of all, and I'll, I'll I'll say a little bit more about the angle when we get to it. Uh, before I completely bury the uh, the uh, people that were upset about this, I want to give them a little bit of a of a defense. Like I said, this is right before I'm going to destroy them, but I'll give them the defense. So. Keep in mind, we the last time we saw Aaliyah before this run, she was ten. CM Punk singing her happy birthday. Uh, we the last time we saw Dominic before this big run uh, was uh, him with uh, Eddie. Um, so like people were upset, you know, with the Kindo stick thing. It's like, oh, he's just a child type thing. It's like, no, he's not. Oh, Aaliyah is just a child. No, she's not. It's kind of like, you know, even when you grow up with somebody, you know, it's when you get older and adult, you know, it's sometimes you still see that the child of them. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for people to get upset about this. I believe it was in the Game of Thrones where like the second youngest or whatever uh, had a sex scene towards the end of the series. And like she was of age by that time, but they basically watched her grow up. So that was like people got upset about that. It's kind of like that thing. I mean, it would be like um, if the Olsen twins had a had a had a did a scene after uh, you know being of age, but this was like five years after Full House or something, where you literally watched them grow up. That would be uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's uncomfortable and not wrong. I will fair play to WWE though because they are adamant. They've mentioned it about three or four times that Aaliyah is nineteen. <clears throat> Which 19, I believe, in every country universally, I believe 18 universally is the age of consent. Like, that's the highest age of consent in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know about the Middle East. Well, I said highest. It might be like 21 there, I don't know. Who knows? I'm... Probably just to see maybe. Um, but anyway, 
She's legal, is what WWE is saying. It's 21 years in Bahrain. Apparently it's, it's, it, apparently it's 11 in Nigeria, but we're, we're, we're just... Uh, what? We'll just gloss, 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 uh, gloss over there. Um, so, anyway, uh, what you're saying is, and what WWE is saying is, she is totally legal to be buddies with Murphy. Yeah. And, and well, I'll get into that in a second. So, this happened, and uh, so the WWE, you know, with the eyes, you know, so I look at this, with the text messages or whatever. By the way, uh, no, I get to that. I'll wait for the Alexa Bliss thing first. Um, so she, she tweeted, honestly, I don't blame him. LOL, hashtag shoot your shot, bud. Mm. Uh, then, uh, by the way, we got confirmation of ages. Murphy is 32, Aaliyah is 19. Um, she said, and then people got really upset about her. And it's like, getting attacked for writing about a show y'all are watching anyway. And then later she said, try to make one comment supporting my ex and now I'm the bad guy. And then she said, do I know her or her age? No. Was I trying to be supportive of Murphy? Yes. Back off and calm down, people. Just happy Murphy's getting the success he's worked for. That's all That's all. be bothered by something else. Fantastic Twitter follow is Alexa Bliss, by the way. So people, you know, like saying things like, oh, you know, WWE is supporting like, like, oh, this is like the Velveteen Dream situation type thing. It's like, it's, it's not. <laughs> not. Uh, first of all, like I always said, uh, the Velveteen Dream situation is a police matter now. And wh- whatever happens, happens. Uh, based on the WWE side of things, they said that he was cleared, but that, that they could only do so much. Uh, still uncomfortable, but we'll see if what the police say about it. Um, anyway, but no, she's 19. And I, I said this on Tuesday. I was like, I, I know this is a weird thing that never happens anymore, but it is possible to date somebody without sleeping with them. Like, sleeping with them isn't a prerequisite of dating. It's not like, oh, you're dating. Yeah, here. but this is a storyline. They, you know, that's not going to happen. Well, I know, but as of right now, it hasn't been implied. It hasn't even been implied that that was happening. Okay. So a lot of people. You just wait. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. I have no doubt. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you'll be surprised. Then you're going to get a surprise. <laughs> I have no doubt that they'll to. imply because the because people think that if you date, you have to have sex. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the Alexa was, you know, so they're just saying like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, you're supporting, you know, kind of feeling. It's like, she's not. It's, she's 19. That's adult. <laughs> I mean, she. I think mm-hmm. she also had like a tweet about how she was like 28 and dated somebody that was 38 or something. I don't remember. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, and a thing about the text messages and 
And uh, like I said, nothing lewd at all about them. Because uh, I need to reopen it because I exit out of it. Here we go. Like the only, like the, all the conversation is like, you know, innocent things. Like I've, I've never intentionally flirted with anybody, but I don't think that's it. I mean, things got a little bit, you know, towards the end, but uh, if you really care about somebody, like I've, I've, I think most of the times when I asked if you need anything, talk to me. I think I said that because it was mostly in a friend group. I think I said talk to us, right? Or if you, or we will be there for you. I don't think I've ever potentially said me personally. That's just because I'm conscious, conscious about uh, people taking things the wrong way. I think I only flirted with one person. It was only half flirting, and I only, and it wasn't even amounted to anything because she 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 was lesbian, so it wasn't going to go anywhere. Anyway. Just a, just a practice one, um, and it was like only like one or two texts, and it was a group text. So it was a practice run for her. Um. Anyway, so. Now we'll go to, to, to the raw side of things. Uh, so they, they had a, a, the king's court, basically. And Aaliyah says that uh, Buddy Murphy is a terrible person because he runs with, with uh, Seth Rollins. And if you associate with them, then you're a terrible person type thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she did mention again, or I believe it was either her or Ray, Maybe both of them mentioned once again that she is 19. <laughs> it's probably going to be something that they mention a bunch. Um, She's 19, we swear. And then you have. Are they, you know, gonna, Seth, are they going to arrest Murphy and then be like, she told me she was 19? <laughs> I hope not. So then they had Seth Rollins come up and said, oh, I just happen to have. So somebody there is not telling the whole truth. It's like, I just happen to have Buddy Murphy's phone here. And here are the text messages that have been sent. And then it shows up. And then... And then you had the, he was reading out the text messages. Well, not reading out, he showed them. And then Aaliyah goes, you don't know him. He's not as bad as Seth. And and that's fair because basically he hasn't been doing, like at least for a while he hasn't been doing, and I know I haven't been watching Raw at all, but, but from what I've seen, Buddy Murphy hasn't been doing as much as Seth has. So you have, that and she, you know, storms off upset. Um, then you have Buddy Murphy go and stand up to to Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins, and he picks up, you know, by his by his coat or whatever. And then Dominic 
attacks him, and then of course, like you said, you had uh, Jane, uh, the new Jane, Jason Security. I'm not sure if Jason Jordan was there or not, but you had at least Jamie Noble, uh, and then break him up. Then that would later go into a match with Dominic versus uh, Buddy Murphy, and I would assume this match was a regular match. I don't know. Uh, I know the referee wasn't all that overly upset that he had a kinder sick, but so they had that match. They were both fighting. It was a pretty good match from the little bit of highlights I saw of it. And he uh, and then Dominic goes and gets a kendo stick and Aaliyah comes in and tries to persuade him not to do it. And then he goes in the ring and he's about to do it anyway. But ends up getting rolled up by the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment. The the, uh, the devastating surprise roll up. And Buddy Murphy beat Dominic, I believe. Well, no, that's not his first loss. He lost his first match. Um, and then after the match, uh, Dominic ends up beating up uh, Buddy Murphy with the kendo stick once again. And Aaliyah tries to stop him. And, you know, they have, you know, a little face-to-face, and then Aaliyah goes and slaps him in the face. It says in the description that Aaliyah tries to show compassion for Buddy Murphy, and the thing about it is, like, they're still upset about what he did, but technically, they already gave his punishment to... But Buddy Murphy hasn't done anything absolutely terrible since they um, did that whole kindo stick thing. With, when uh, the Mysterio family beat him up with the Kinder Sig. So he pretty much has gotten his punishment, his his due. Uh, and I don't know. We'll, we'll just see what happens. Um, like I said, people are, people are... It's understandable why people are uncomfortable, but it's, it's not the thing to complain about. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to see where this goes, so... Uh, like I did, like I did say, there there is a line that they could easily cross, but they have yet to cross that line. And of course, people that know me, my line is a lot shorter or a lot closer than everybody else's line. Though nowadays it seems like people, for some reason, I've got to have <clears throat> their lines even closer, um, just so they can be upset at everything. But yeah, I think yeah, this is a, a, a slow build and we'll see where it goes. Like I said, I still believe that, you know, that this will be the result of Seth. I be- it wouldn't surprise me. Like, this is what I think is going to happen. Buddy Murphy is probably going to be the one to take out Seth. Like, he finally had enough. He snaps, and that's going to be who takes him out for you know, a month or so, or at least two or three weeks, uh, well, so we can be with Becky. And then they'll continue on with that if they need to, or just keep going. Um, but yeah, uh, the, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything. I, I, my, I, my hope, and it'll probably never happen, but my hope is that we find out that Alea is a, uh, been training and she ends up Given the six one nine to somebody to Seth Rollins, and I don't know, but we will we will definitely have to see. It's definitely been exciting. I know it's been 
going on for a while, but I understand that the uh, slow build is, pro is honestly the best thing that's on Raw right now, besides the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre stuff. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, a couple couple other things about Raw, and I'm somewhat excited about this. Uh, Mandy Rose, of course, has finally made her Raw debut after being traded. I believe this is the first time she's been seen for like a month, so I think that after... I believe this is the first time we've seen her since SummerSlam. And that might have been uh, something, you know, she, she was also a victim of that of that of that person that was stalking Sonya, so she probably got got uh, got dot time off also. Uh yeah, the last time she was seen was I believe SummerSlam. And uh she came back with Dana Brooke, who is another SmackDown. So we'll we'll make an argument of like, you know, because I believe Drew Gulak was also on Raw this week, so like the the draft is still a week away. Let's let's cool it a little bit, shall we? So anyway, you have Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, who both looked awesome. Um, the, from the very little bit I saw this match, Natalia, Lana versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose was pretty good. I mean, they all four looked good. Um, and I am really excited for the potential of the Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke tag team i think they could be tag team champions you know they're both they're both coming they're both fitness models of did bodybuilding so their 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 whole gimmick would you would is a flexing which which i'm always a huge fan of you can never go wrong with with that of a woman flexing their biceps um and you know like i said well we we've been talking about like the women's tag team division kind of been dying this is kind of what it needs to revitalize. I mean, we talk about like three or four teams on NXT. Um, a couple potential teams even in the works, but, you know, just, you know, from injury's sake. But I think the women's tag team division could potentially get back up and running relatively quickly. Um, a lot quicker than the regular tag team division. I think that also might be because we're so used to having random women's tag teams, tag team matches. So it will be much easier for them to make tag teams. Though I still think that eventually maybe Sonya Deville returns and teams back up with Mandy Rose. But uh, Mandy Rose, <clears throat> Dana Brooke tag team run for the titles. I am 100% on board. Sign me up. I want to see that. And I'm hoping for, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a very clever clever name for the for the for them like the powerhouses and also it's a good thing like seeing them like wrestle like we have only seen it's a very good nice change for mandy rose's character i mean hopefully we still have stuff with otis and everything but as long as this tag team stays together i'm perfectly 100 percent okay with and i i love it i'm all for it um do have concerns still about the draft, and we'll talk about the draft next week, about who we think should go over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, 
be definitely be interesting to see where this goes. And 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 again, this also could have been because I believe they were down a few people because of the virus. I know all of retribution was taken off because of it, uh, but I believe Keith Lee was still involved, so probably not as bad. Um, of course, Oscar had a match with Zelina Vega. Oscar, of course, won that. Uh, that's all I saw about that. Uh, and uh, Randy Orton, uh, and what if if had like um, and they probably wouldn't have done this if Among Us wasn't like so big right now. But Randy Orton went did a little Among Us. So the the the, the four legends, you know, Christian, uh, Big Show, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair were all in the Legends Lounge. And Randy Orton, who was dressed up like a janitor, ended up going to his room, grabbing the chair, has his, uh, I mean, they look like, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you call that? What do you call that when you, it's on the tip of my tongue. The, the torch thing, you know, the glasses for when you wear to use the torch. You mean like a welder's mask? Yeah, that's it. But sometimes you just wear the welder's goggles. I mean, it look, they look like welder's goggles. Like something, like maybe like mm. a, a smaller form of welding. Like not the bigger ones, but when you're doing something small. Mm -hmm. Like not the face mask, but just the goggles. Randy Orton yeah, goes, in, goes in and puts on those goggles. Uh, supposedly, well, probably supposed to be night vision. Um, and turns off the light and uh, beats up, you know, no, no screams or anything. Uh, beats up everybody. Like I said, like this guy literally went among us. He, he turned off the lights and, and, uh, and killed a bunch of people. Well, not killed, but and, and using among us terms, he murdered a bunch of people and uh, skedaddled. And then the another, among, like I said, I have no idea if this was among us references, but a lot of people took it that way, and I, I think it would have been. I think this would have been stupid if it wasn't. Um, like that was the only reason why this worked. <laughs> he dresses back up as the uh, the uh, janitor, and this is, I think, towards the end of the show. Uh, the the uh, you know the security starts running in, and he points in that direction. So he he literally reported his own kill. So definitely. Love the Among Us references. If if they were intentional, brilliant. If not, you should say that they were and move on. Uh, There's as, a body in backstage. Yeah, I was doing my tasks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Randy Orton's like, body and backstage. I was trying to put Keith Lee over. It's not me. Drew McIntyre looking a little sus. <laughs> McIntyre sus. He's always following Orton. What do you see? So that's pretty much all I have about Roddy. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, so uh, NXT, did you uh, get anything from NXT? 
Okay, so NXT was on, like I promised. However, I didn't fulfill the second half of the promise, which was watching the damn thing. Um, it made it on the laptop at 8 o'clock, but it didn't make it to my eyeballs that much. So it just, I was sitting there and I was watching it. It did really interest me, so I was gone pretty quickly. Never say that again. Uh, what? You know what? Wait, what? You said it was on, but it didn't. But it didn't. It didn't make it to my balls. No eyeballs. Eyes. I know what you meant, but still. Oh. And it's probably because. And I do believe this was actually the first match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Dakota Kai was on first. Yeah. And I'm not you... exactly a big fan of Shotzi. Even though she's really good. But you just don't like the gimmick. Right. Um... They did another mysterious... See, I'm really confused now because these mysterious messages kind of look like something of Shotzi Blackheart, but I'm really confused. Um, We had somebody riding a biker helmet, or riding a biker helmet, riding a motorcycle with a helmet on and green lighting. I don't know who the hell that is. It's Uh, Gimmick Infringement. That's who? Somebody called Gimmick Infringement Kane. On who? On whoever this mystery person is. Oh, oh! Shotzi is on gimmick infringement, or the mystery person is the mystery person is. Oh, which Holland's looked the same for years? <laughs> Ridge Holland wrestled Cameron Grimes. Um, so I think not entirely sure. I think that would have been the first time that Ridge Holland got his boots wet, right? I doubt it. Or at least, if it wasn't, it was probably the first time against major competition. And it was a stepping stones to the moon match. Whatever the hell that means. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes, or uh, Ridge Holland enters the Cameron Grimes stepping stones to the moon match. That's what it was called. Um, Joey and it looks Pistachio, like Holland, Joey Strong, and Ridge Holland. Can we appreciate that it, there's a wrestler named Joey Pistachio? <laughs> Um, if he doesn't dress up like Mr. Peanut, his gimmick is failed. Is a failure. At least um, it looks like from the uh, clip um, that uh, Ridge won because he stopped a piss. Out what? Of a what? Friends. A what? Stopped a piss out of him. Oh, then he said he stopped. A... <laughs> no. Um. Uh, Gargano's cut a Rich promo. Rich is the is the guy from the UK. He, I believe he's the one that came up for that uh, for that big uh, for the North American Championship thing. Okay. Anyway, Gargano's cut a promo there, looking to become golden 
and then NXT TakeOver 31. Somehow uh, doubt that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, Johnny Gargano uh, says that the uh, that it was fair that uh, Tegan tore her ACL because he she broke their television. God damn! One of these things is not like the other. Um, Kyle O'Reilly gets his NXT title shot. So, after this, Bobby Fish will be the only dude who hasn't gotten a title shot out of the well, Bobby Fish is era. hurt right now, I think. I well, saw, no, I saw but like, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, he had tag um, titles. I, I'm just saying. No, no, no. Like a singles title. Roddy got the North American title shot. Adam Cole, big time champion. Now, Kyle O'Reilly gets a singles title shot. And it is against Finn Balor this Sunday. But first, Adam Cole, uh, Austin Theory cut a promo on Kyle O'Reilly, and then Adam Cole wound up facing him. Uh, Kushida had a match, and then uh, he was out in the ring, and Velveteen Dream appeared on the screen. So, I guess they're doing Velveteen and Kushida now. And then Evan's favorite jobber tag team, Caden Carter and... Well, they've been winning, Casey so they're not jobbers and right Zaro. now. And more specifically, it was Caden Carter versus... Is this Zaya or Zia or Zia or something? I think it's Zaya. Zaya Lee. My Kaden Mandarin Carter. is not that great. And it would be Mandarin because she's not from Hong Kong. Um, yeah, Caden Carter and Zaylee hooked up. And look, you know, Caden Carter wins this match. I think the team of her cat Zaro is put together pretty well. Um, they even got. I wish Caden. They even got tech wish, music. Featured. Yeah, I wish Caden Zaro's arms didn't look like toothpicks. Like, I wish she, like, would build a little bit. doesn't need to. You've seen her, like, and you've seen her... If you've seen her on Ninja Warrior, you know, she does not need it. Like, but, yeah, but... Probably one know, of the strongest members of that roster. Kaden Carter at least looks a little bit like a, you know, wrestler. Whereas Kaden Zaro just kind of looks like a stick off the street that you found at Starbucks. So, I do wish she could, I mean, if she could bulk up even just a little, that would be nice. Just, her arms are just upsetting. Well, I'm sure when she flexes like, it, it's not. For the, for the wrestling visual, it's like, like, you can see through them. It's kind of odd to be selling these, because, you know, when you're wrestling, you think strength, but I don't know. But not um, that could just a, that could just be me. It's just you. I'm not saying she has to be the Hulk. Or I'm not saying she has to be Hogan. I'm just saying Jesus at least look a little bit like a wrestler instead of a chick at Starbucks. She's not, you know, like she's the wrestler. She just doesn't really fit the look. And then final segment of the night was Balor and O'Reilly face-to-face with Shawn Michaels as the moderator. And they were in... Were they, so was this supposedly in the PC? Because they shot this in a very dark room 
everybody was wearing a dark shirt except for Shawn Michaels' cowboy hat, and the cowboy hat was about the only thing you could see properly. This was, like, the least well-lit segment ever. Probably. Because it was in, a like, a pitch-black room or screen or whatever with white... Like, the only thing you could see was the white ring ropes. Like, this was a really dumb production decision on their part. It was very weird. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was the second-to-last segment of the night. Last segment of the night was... Io Shirai and Damian Priest versus Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. So, uh, Io Shirai and Damian Priest, question mark? I don't think so. I say more like the champions that LeRae and Gargano are facing just kind of happen to be in mixed tag action together. It was champions versus challengers. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make anything out of it. They They're certainly not. shouldn't. They won't. It will be good. It's just one of those um, common cause, things. Because they did that with, uh, was it Baron Corbin? And who was the women's champion with them? Well, Becky Lynch was the women's champion. but Or the challenger, anyway. Was it Lacey? Lacey Evans. Yeah. But they just kind of made for no reason. Like, made a couple for no damn reason. <clears throat> Um, in this match, there was a point in the match where uh, Shirai shoots off Candice LeRae into the corner, and then Gargano starts talking-ish to Io Shirai, and Gargano is not much taller than Io, which does not do him favors, and then Damian Priest comes in, and compared to Gargano, he looks like he's about eight foot tall, so Priest uh, Can you repeat what you said about not doing somebody any favors, because I was, I was about to send you something, I didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, um, Gargano is barely taller than Io Shirai. So that doesn't do him any favors? I mean, he can't. What are you going to do? <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. You know, once again, the look is part of it too. Um, could be right, he doesn't have a main roster push yet. Or a spot. Um, or at least some part of the reason. Anyway, a Priest walks up behind Io Shirai, and while Gargano was yelling Are you at her, sure? Because he's five foot ten and she's five foot two. On camera, it was sure looked like they were like she was forehead to his eyes. Like it was on like on camera, it's pretty close. Um. Anyway, Trump, the interrupter. Oh. Is you interrupting me? You you like Donald Trump at the debates? Um. Damian all the debates, but okay. Puts his hands on Shirai's shoulders and kicks Gargano in the face around Io Shirai, which was kind of cool. And then, for no reason at all, they just kind of, the ref just appeared to just kind of decide that Priest was legal. And then he was like, no, wait, you get out of the ring? To Damian Priest, the ref was confused. And then Io Shirai jumps off of Damian Priest's back, which was not... I don't think it looked nearly as cool as it was setting up to be, but oh well. Uh, Io Shirai and Damian Priest wind up losing because Johnny Gargano hits the float over DDT, so we make sure that none of them win at 
takeover. So that's two title defenses we know will happen. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So let's uh, get on to the wills and shoulds. Yep. Uh, I have the uh, Wrestle Inc. version of of the card. If you would uh, look up, I've the- got Wikipedia. All right. So bottom up. Uh, I've got. I've got five matches for you. I also have five matches. All right. We'll start with uh, And takeovers are, are always a lot shorter. Right. That's why we probably won't do a Tuesday show, but if something big happens, then we might consider it. But as of right now, we're not planning on doing a Tuesday show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott. I have Kushida versus the Velveteen Dream first. Well, no, this is what I've got first. I mean, if, I mean, we could do that because Kushida Velveteen is just a singles match. Mm-hmm. It's not a title match even. Um, where is the... Oh, I closed the slides. Uh, okay, so we'll do Kushida and Velveteen Dream first because it's just a singles match. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm... Do you want to do this a minute, or do you just are you did you just do this for a pay per view? That's my question. Because if you want to do this a sec, it might be kind of nice to give Kushida a win. You know, it, and not saying Velveteen Dreams' time of the sun is over. You have now proven that you can bring it back with somebody because of Finn Balor. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you give Kushida a win here. Um, I'm going to go with Kushida Will. I don't know who should. I guess Velvet, or, uh, sorry, should is Kushida. I did that wrong. Kushida should. I guess Will would be Dream. Not really sure, though. Evan, what's your thoughts? That's what I think. I I think uh, Velveteen Dream will, but Kushida definitely should. Uh, the next match is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Assuming that uh, Escobar still has his, his minions, uh, probably Escobar will and should. That's what I was kind of wondering. I think it's either Escobar will and should... Or Escobar should, and you wind up having something screwy where he doesn't for the will. But I don't know. Um, I, I, Isaiah Storm Scott, you know, good wrestler. I think this is his first. This is either his first or second shot. But I don't think they're going to take the cruiserweight title off the, off of a uh, Santos left. Very left yet. They're going to leave that for another time. Yeah, and keep in mind the other the this is still the interim cruiserweight champion. The other one is still stuck in the UK. Right. Uh, the NXT North American Championship. We have Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Damian Priest will and should. This is easy for me. I'm gonna say. Uh, well, see, I 
predict that the, the you know the next few matches that we're talking going to talk about is going to happen again at the next takeover. Because mm-hmm. I think that I think that they're eventually going to have them both win the championship. Maybe even nah, I was going to say maybe even doing a winner take all tag team match, but that would be weird. Um, I hate those. But uh, I think I think that uh, Damian Priest will, but I think that there's going to be some. But I think there should be something that warrants. Oh, granted, the next takeover probably isn't until, like, November, December. So, yeah, we'll go Damian Priest, Will, and should. We can have uh, Johnny Gargano win his way back in some other some other way. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Kansas LeRae. <sighs> well... When Candace takes the title is the same day that Gargano takes the title. So, being that I have Priest winning, I need to go with Eo. Yeah, unless Eo gets drafted this next week. Yeah. Eo uh, Shirai will and should, and I think she will and should anyway because I still want that triple threat. I whatever gets us to uh, at least have Eo. Versus Asuka, some way, shape, or form, whether it's triple threat or not, I want that match. I feel like you get it eventually. Yeah. Unless one of them leaves. Well, he is the one that's but most I... likely to do that, but... Well, no, what I'm saying, like, unless one of them leaves, I feel like they're going to do that. It's not something that I think that they... I don't think they would do, like, they wouldn't do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when? Who knows? But I feel like they would at some point do that. At least you would think. Mm-hmm. All right, main event time. Yeah, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. I say this goes down a lot like the Roddy Strong thing. This is closer than it has right to be, at least you would think, based on kayfabe. Um but Kyle O'Reilly is really good. Finn Balor is really good. I have expectations for this match, and I have the expectation that Finn Balor retains. I think Finn and Balor will and should, but it, it does it by the skin of his teeth type thing. Exactly. And then maybe you do this again, and then you beat it, then he beats him good or whatever. I don't know. But I think Balor is going to hold this for a minute. Not like 60 seconds, but I think he's going to hold it for a bit. And they then did reschedule. They did reschedule the UK takeover event again. Uh-huh. To next year, I believe. Yeah, so he might stay on a while. And I hope he does, because again, I really like Finn Balor. I think he's really good. So we shall see. Uh, speaking of we shall see, I think we shall see the end of the show. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I was just uh, looking real quick on when on when the uh, NXT UK TakeOver Dublin has been rescheduled, and it's June 2021. Hmm. God. Um, well, anyway, with that information... That's it for this week's edition of the No Marks Law Podcast. 
Uh, I promise this week there will actually be a Sports Fixings podcast. Had something come up last week, couldn't do that. So it's going to be recorded later today. I have messaged my partner. It's either going to be before or after the White Sox game. Uh, don't know which. Um, and so that'll be up on Facebook, uh, Spotify, and Anchor. That's F-I-X-I-N-S. This week, Justin Minkley will wrap up the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. I will introduce the baseball playoffs. And then we'll both talk about the NBA Finals and what is probably a really quick series considering that both Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo are hurt, which is a just a disaster for Miami and really unfortunate too because any delusions of this being a good series are now really gone. Uh, most people, they were gone anyway. To me, they weren't, but now it's certainly looking bad. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, of course, NFL picks. Last week I went ten and six. Minkley went eleven and five. So now Justin has a two-game lead on me in the predictions game. I can get so close yet so far, and that's what we'll have today on the Sports Fixins podcast. And I'm sure there will be fun things afoot as well. Evan, go ahead and plug uh, Breeze Magazine. All right, so like we always say uh, to check out, you know, our, our former colleague, uh, as she has written a magazine on Issue, and it's called Take a Bump. She currently has five issues out right now. The first one, of uh, course, is free, and then the regular issues, it appears to be 350 an issue, and then she has a special one. Her, the last one she uh, has has released is the Art Ring of Honor Pure Tournament special, and that one's two fifty. So uh, hopefully she, uh, I mean, you know, we're broadcasting, we're all busy. Uh, she'll uh, more, more, more uh, issues will be released, but there's plenty, plenty of content to uh, to uh, whet your appetite until that happens. So that's on issue. That's i s s u u dot com slash take a bump. BB, that is the letters BB. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, she also has a Facebook page it, you can like. Uh, with that being it for this week's edition of the No Marks Alive podcast, thank you for listening to episode number 57. 58. 58, excuse me, of the No Marks Alive podcast. For Evan Williamson, I am Michael Lyon. Wear a damn mask. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Please get Vince McMahon off of creative and have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. Bye-bye.